0: All right, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS office hours. It is Monday, November seventh of 2022. Got a crazy 15 game NBA slate on tap tonight. Games are going to be starting every 15 minutes. Going to be crazy if news is constantly breaking. Can't wait for it myself. Hope you all had a very good weekend. Hope you had a profitable main slate. If you didn't, I'm right on that bus as well. But it is okay. Right back at it tonight. Got an NFL showdown to go along to cap off NFL week 9. If you are new here, welcome. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. Questions come in in the office hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not a member of our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. A lot of great DFS conversation happening all the time in the Discord. And if you have questions now that you want to get answered just right off the top of your head, throw them in the YouTube chat. We will get to all of the YouTube questions after getting to the Discord questions. But with that being said, we're going to get it kicked off here with the winners of our weekly max challenge. If you are not aware of what our weekly max challenge is, you are missing out. I will tell you that. So let me get the max challenge pulled up here. And this is our weekly max challenge giveaway. We've been running since the beginning of the NFL season, giving away awesome prizes each and every week. We've given away three championship belts because three people have won the mini max contest. If you want to get in on the action, the rules are right down here at the bottom, you know, max out the mini max, wear a SaberSim avatar, fill out our form and that's it. You're going to be eligible for all of these awesome prizes, giving away all season. So with that being said, I want to announce the winner for this week. The highest scorer who took a sixth place in the large Minimax is Divine Glory. So congratulations, Divine Glory. Score of 256.22 points. Awesome finish. Really great job. You're going to be getting one free month of Saber Sim uh, standard uh, Saber Sim t-shirt and an entry into our end of the season $5,000 free roll. So congratulations there. We're going to hop over to our trusty wheel of names and select the one lucky winner who gets free entry into next week's mini max. So before the stream, I grabbed all the names from the list that Jordan updated this morning. If you want to check to make sure your name is in here, I included it with the stream link prior to the show. So in the Office Hours channel, there's a shared Google file and you can click and make sure your name is on here. Had 140 people max enter the mini max Awesome to see. We're just continuing with just about the same amount of traction as always. So glad people are continuing to play. Must mean people are exercising good bankroll dynamics and ultimately doing well. So I'm going to hit shuffle here a couple times. Going to get the names uh, moved around. And we are going to spin. This is for free entry for next week's mini map, And it looks like the winner will be zero three congratulations benny our team will reach out to you and shoot you an email letting you know you have won congratulations to divine glory for the strong finish and hopefully everyone continues to participate and we keep going with our strong uh giveaway but happy to see everyone's having a good time with it every time it comes up in the chat seems like people are enjoying it overall. But that being said, we're going to jump into today's questions. Got a good amount of questions lined up for us that came in over the weekend. If you have any more questions, get them in now, keep the stream going. But with that said, so let's say hold on. Got a got a question here from uh, Cashman51. Got to got to get this one in the chat. So in the in the Discord Cashman said Andrew you are a proponent for skipping the first game on an NBA slate. N- not not sure not sure what you mean there. What what am I what am I skipping? So you you let me know what I'm skipping. I, I don't I don't ever miss a miss a game or or a slate for that matter. Maybe some showdowns if they run, you know, the early showdown. I think like they had the 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 76ers one uh last week but no i'm not i'm not one for for skipping many many slates or or games for that matter so all right gonna gonna scroll back here had a quick question from jds dog just about the uh plan upgrades here so so jds Dog said, with the new tier of saber sim will the winner circle credit still just be for the advanced tier related is there a way to pay the difference for pro if you have advanced tier from winner's circle rewards. So what JDS dog is referring to, this is just a good time to, to plug this. So this weekend we released SaberSim Sim Pro. If you go over to uh, my account, you're going to see two options. The ad- previous advanced plan is now called standard. And the new plan that we released is SaberSim Sim Pro. This allows you to build up to 5,000 lineups Upload custom data, projections, ownership, save and aggregate projection sources, and create your own lineup ranking metrics. We are going to be doing a show on Wednesday at this time slot. Going to have Matt, the founder of SaberSim, on to talk about all of these awesome features. Uh, Might have Andy on as well, TBD there. But we're going to be doing like a pro plan and minunique kind of combo Uh, demo show on Wednesday at this time slot. So be prepared for that. Bring all of your pro plan questions. If you guys have pro plan questions, uh, I will like track those separately and keep those on the list for them to answer, to answer JDS dogs question, uh, whatever plan you're on is, is what you'll get credit for. So, you know, you, you, you upload your uh, win to Twitter tag us. The win meets all of the rules in the winner's circle platform. Um, we will check whatever plan you're on and credit you for that. The credit is not like a, um, any, any credit you have for like the previous standard will just be applied to the Saberson pro when your bill comes around for the month. So any more questions there, you can just shoot a quick email to support at Sabersim.com and they'll be able to explain it a little better to you, but you know, whatever plan you're on, that's what you'll get credit for going forward there. So that being said, going to hit this next question from WMFKAF in the chat. And uh, it looks like this is, this is more of a feature request, but I just wanted to touch on this because this is one that does come in often. Said, I have a question on lineup builds for 150 max. Is there a way uh, some to construct a build to enter that has 50 lineups that have a three running back build? 50 lineups with no tight end in flex 25 lineups with only tight end in flex and 25 lineups with any position in the flex. I noticed that you can just fill partial. You can't just fill partial lineups in a contest, or at least I haven't figured out how yet. Okay. So this is, this is a common request. It is something that is on the log to be built in the future. You know, we just released a pro plan with a lot of awesome features there. So that was a big one for us. This is a very common request that comes in, you know, like, can I run three different builds, build 50 lineups in each of them, and then combine the 50 entries and put those into 150 max contest. It is something on our radar. It is something that comes in a lot. So so something we want to build into the app in the near future, I would say, if you want to do this at the moment, what you would have to do is you would have to run three separate builds. So you know, let's just say that I want to do um 50 lineups from this build. So I I I make my adjustments, I do my lineups, you know, maybe this one is like uh this one's for NBA, but you know, let's imagine it's for NFL. We'll just say, you know, no tight end in flex. You go ahead, you name these. You save the file. So what you'll have to do is you hit this green download lineups over here on the right. This is going to bring up just like a regular Excel uh, file. And I'll I'll show this for everybody. So one second here while I get this up. So this is what it's going to show. It's just like the positions and the player IDs. So what you would have to do is you would have to take your blank CSV with, with no lineups and then just like copy and paste these fields, these lineups into the CSV for like the first 50 entries. And then you would go back to Saber Sim and then you would run your next build with where you allow Titan and in the flex and copy those over. So like, if you are really like set on doing that approach, You cannot do it from the fill entries, the entry editor at the moment. You would have to like manually take your lineup file and then drag those into your CSV and then upload it. And then once you're done with that, you can like go into DraftKings and then re-download the slate file and then it will have all of your entries, which you could use to late swap, et cetera, but you still won't know which ones are which. So if you want to do it, that is how you do it. For the moment, it is a workaround, but it is a way to allow you to accomplish what you were trying to do. So, just wanted to walk through that for for anybody listening. I know that it is something that a lot of people have requested. So, that being said, going to touch on this question here from r Rice. I don't have a great answer to this, but just just want to touch on it because I think you know it's it's something that is uh, we're talking about. So. Uh, R.I. said, this new build speed is impressive. Interested to know what you all did to improve it. Maybe code optimization of the query slash lineup generator, or assuming you're using a cloud provider, purchase of more computing power. Did anything have to be sacrificed like lineup diversification or server load maxing out more often in the name of speed if it's talked about? On behind the sims or in a video somewhere feel free to point me there i did not mean to ask this question right when you had an issue with lineup generations uh okay so 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 all right you know t- to be honest I'm, I'm more on like the content side of the company I, I don't know what happens on the back end what i can say is that you know the lineup build speed improvements that we've made have been like an awesome innovation and something that The team worked really really hard on so you know if you have a question like this i would ask it on wednesday when matt is on not sure how much detail he's going to want to go into there just because we feel like some of the things that we've been building are really groundbreaking and we're treating them more as trade secrets but this is outside of my area of expertise uh, feel free to ask on Wednesday and Matt can disclose as much information as he sees fit. So gonna keep moving here. Got looks like we had some back and forth about the previous question with um building multiple builds and inserting them into one build. So it uh, looks like our next actual question here is from Nipsey. And Nipsey said, Hey, Andrew, I know SabreScore accounts for some of this, but can you show how you would set up the sorter in the pro plan to give you the highest projected, highest projected, lowest owned set of lineups? What exactly do the weights mean? Okay, so I, I think this is like a really awesome demo for one of the pro plan features. So what Nipsey is referring to is the new lineup sorting metrics. So we added these percentiles. We added these to both the standard and the pro plan and then the the one in question is this add metric so this is basically like a custom lineup metric you can take different aspects of a lineup you could take different stats and you can apply them and create your own lineup metric which is like really cool and to be honest there's not really a right answer or uh you know this is like really really new and it's gonna be hard for me to definitively say like if something is good or not, just a disclaimer. But you know, going back to the question, so you know, let's talk about a lineup where we're waiting projection and weighting low ownership. So the way I would do that is I would say, you know, first first thing, because you, you want to use two variables here. So my projection, I would say some or no i probably even use i wouldn't even use my projection i would i would use a percentile so i would like line up percentile maybe 95th and i'm gonna rank that and i'm gonna rank it ascending so i want my lineup percentile of 95th percentile i want to use a rank and i want to use it ascending with like the highest 95th at the top and then i'm gonna you do a second variable where I'm gonna use like my ownership. Maybe I'm using Geo mean, maybe I'm using some, I'm just gonna use some for the sake of this example. And then I'm gonna do that uh, rank descending. So so it's a, it's a combination of the two. And then this weight, right? So what you can do is you kind of have to standardize it like yourself. So maybe I want percentile weighted three times as much as ownership so then i could add like a weight of three and then a weight of one to own maybe i want to use this like up to one so i can make this like 0.75 and i can make this 0.25 these are just like some ways off the top of my head that i think you can use these features to kind of come up with what you're talking about but what you're basically gonna have to do is probably play around with this put in different values, put in different combinations. Maybe you don't want to use 95th percentile. Maybe you want to use like just my projection. Maybe you want to use a different percentile. Maybe you don't want to use some ownership. You know, you want to use Geo mean. I think this is a great question for Wednesday when Matt comes on. So I will note this question down, Nipsey, and keep it on a log for Wednesday's questions. But, you know, this this example is like probably something close to what you might want to try as your first go around and then kind of build from there maybe go a different direction maybe build on top of that maybe change some of these values so i would i would use something close to this to kind of start heading in the direction you're talking about about weighing like higher uh projected higher upside lineups with uh like a almost like a lower weighted ownership so these are my thoughts there let me know if you have any follow up and then i hope you uh, are able to tune in live to wednesday's stream so okay gonna hit this next question here from phantom and phantom said i'd be somewhat of a newbie question but let's say for 20 lineups i set min unique to three and then sort to 85th percentile so then i'm getting the best 20 lineups according to the 85th percentile with at least three players different in every lineup is that accurate yes phantom that is a perfect explanation and exactly how you should think about it so so one you're sorting based on 85th percentile which is ranking the lineups in and of itself and then you're saying i want all of my lineups to have at least three players that are different from every other lineup in that range so in in that like portfolio of lineups, So, you know, you're getting inner lineup uh diversification, decreasing the correlation there that way if your lineups some lineups do bad, then, you know, your the whole ship's not going down. So, that's kind of the point of that and then you're also getting the percentile rank there. And we could see, you know, how far and down in your pool you have to go to accomplish that. You know, we're at lineup 168 out of 2000 in this instance, still in the top 10% of our pool and you know getting that that like natural diversification is always awesome to see there so gonna scroll down here got a question from uh it looks like we have a follow-up here from nipsey gonna hit this follow-up before hitting the next question from john in the discord so nipsey said when you create those lineups andrew will i see a numerical value numerical ranking of those lineups. So the, whatever metric you use, like if I were to, you know, create, um, create this metric, the lineups that are in your pool will stay in your pool and then they will be ranked accordingly. So you should see like a, um, a, a new rank for those lineups basically. So You know, if I scroll back to the top, so I created my metric. Now I'm going to go to my metric and I'm going to use it. And then the lineups will like shift around based on the metric that I am now using to sort. You can name these, you know, if I want to say like um, upside plus low own maybe would make sense to me. Save it as that because you can have all of these different metrics here, which this was like one that I was messing around with. If you don't want it anymore, you could trash it. And then um, I'm, I'm going to go back to the upside plus low own. The lineups will get re-ranked here. And then you could see, I, I don't know what this value represents here. That is a good question for me to take back to the team like what does this value represent? I'm sure it's going to represent different things for uh different sets of lineups. It might be um s- something that that uh, that I'm unaware of. So let me make a note here so like um what are values representing custom lineup sorting. And that that's a good question. I mean, I'm sure it's it's useful in some way so i'll ask that question and then we can talk about that as well on wednesday but yeah lineups will get resorted based on your metric and you can see that happening live okay got this question here from john in the discord it looks like two questions so i'm just gonna go one at a time here and john said I feel like Overall, I've been able to find the high performing players for NFL but still haven't profited in GPPs the last couple weeks, which is expected most weeks anyways. Basically, I feel like I'm spending most of my time getting exposures how I want and not much time looking at the individual lineups themselves. I feel like Sim does a great job making all the lineups competitive, so it's probably more so just not getting all the pieces to line up in a single build My main question would be, is there anything you tend to do or look for with your 150 plus NFL MME after your exposures look generally how you want? Okay. So going to address this first part first, you know, there was some discussion that was like pretty interesting in the support channel that was going on. And, um, you know, basically somebody said something along the lines of like trying to be patient and not expecting big hits every week by any means, but hate being negative every single week. And Jordan kind of like had a really good response to this. So I just want to like scroll back through this really quickly. So Jordan said, we ran a pretty rigorous contest simulation experiment this summer and found that even with a positive long-term ROI, if you play DFS every single day of the month, you should only expect to have about six profitable days a month. That's not even talking about having a top 1% finish or a bink. That's literally just being in the green for a slate with only 18 NFL main slates a season that extrapolates to basically having three profitable slates a season. If you're interested in that research, you can find a video where Jordan interviewed uh, Eric. He just kind of goes on to like provide the link for that video. So, so, you know, thinking about that myself, it's like, wow, you know, that, that really kind of brings things full circle because you know, if, if you're only expected to have six profitable days in a calendar month and you're playing every single day, when you take that over to NFL, where you're only playing the main slate is only once a week, then you're in, a, in an entire season, you know, on, on average for, for a winning player expected to have a positive long-term ROI is only going to profit three weeks out of the entire 18 week season, which is like pretty, pretty, pretty like kind of mind blowing when you think about it right off the bat. But I think in the end, you know, it really like kind of brings things into, into perspective, uh, you know, for, for myself, for others in community. I know the person that asked this question uh, got a lot out of it. And um, that's why like big role management is so important. You know, contest selection is, is so important. The person I asked this kind of followed up with like, Hey, you know, what does your contest selection look like? And and I said, you know, it's, it's better to play the early slate, the afternoon slate and the main slate and get as much action under the $3 threshold where the sharks can't play that way you get more action against in better contests. Cause that's the goal. You know, it's like the old poker saying, you know, you can be the best, you can be the 10th best poker player in the world, but if you're sitting at the table with the other nine, like you're gonna, you're gonna lose and you're going to go broke. So, you know, finding those contests where the Giant Squids can't play, where the Max Steinbergs can't play, and getting as much action down in that range while you still have access to those contests is ultimately the the best thing that you can do uh, by far. So I would encourage people to, you know, get as much action under those thresholds as possible across sport, across uh, slates, across sites, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, I don't know if Yahoo has something like that. I know they have, like, the veteran and super veteran, but I don't think they have, like, contest limits to that extent. But I could be wrong there. So just some, like, general thoughts there on, you know, kind of the expectation in NFL on profiting over a season. I think that, you know, you're going to have, like, those three – those three ish slates a season where, you know, those, those weeks are going to pay for your entire season, hopefully. And you have those, those big wins. So stay patient, keep working hard each and every week. And, you know, going back to your question, is there, is there anything specific I'm looking for? I mean, there's no like kind of secret sauce for me, I would say, you know, get to the players you want, be comfortable taking stands. I think something that uh, I, I like to think about often is that you know as we can see the expectation is for you to lose most weeks so don't be afraid to take stands and be wrong because there's going to be that one time where you take a stand and you're right and that is going to be the time where it pays off so you know a stand that I, that I took this weekend for instance was TJ Hawkinson I thought Hawkinson was kind of projected low across the industry and I thought that he was gonna. I saw some like uh, coaches' quotes and interviews saying that Hawkinson was gonna be a key part of the Vikings' game plan. He ended up doing much better than his projection, but um, you know, I, I I still didn't get there. You know, at the end of the day, it's like you know I had a good take. You know, do you have anything to show for it? And 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 I don't. Didn't have enough of Justin Fields and some of these other guys. But you know, it happens, and and you keep moving and you learn. I would just say, you know, don't be afraid to take a stand because it's better to say, well, you know, I took a stand, I had a had a thought and I was wrong, as opposed to kicking yourself and saying, you know, I knew I I knew like I saw something there, you know, why didn't I do it? And imagining what could have been. So I think it's always okay to take a stand and be wrong. And I know, like uh big T, one uh, you know, for Run Pure Sports, one of our partners was was kind of saying the same thing it's like hey you know we give takes all time and sometimes we're wrong and that's okay and you move on to the next slate and i think that is the right attitude to have in your process so kind of rambling a little bit uh john but just wanted to give you like a uh you know i just want to give you guys like good answers uh best i can think about it so sometimes i end up rambling but john had a second question here and i'm gonna touch on this as well so said Our current plan doesn't end until the start of next month. Is there a way to upgrade to the new plan and pay the difference or something, or do we just have to wait until next month? I'm using the week trial for the pro plan this week. Okay. So if you uh, want to upgrade to the pro plan and you know, so everyone has a pro plan trial. If you come in here to your account and you are on the standard plan and you hit, like, you know, upgrade to Saberson Pro, and we are automatically going to apply a seven-day free trial to you, and then the trial is set to expire after seven days. After seven days, you can go back, and you can upgrade right away. I am uh, not sure exactly what, like, the uh, payment process looks like, but I know you do not have to wait. We will uh, take care of you guys. You know, like, I'm not sure exactly how it works with, like, Uh, pro rating and then starting a new plan if you have questions about that just shoot an email to support at sabersim.com or you can even come into the settings hit report a problem it's not technically a problem but you can just ask a question like hey i want to upgrade to sabersim pro but i'm on the sabersim advanced do i have to wait just something along those lines and the team will get back to you so two methods of communication with the support team there for you just ask the team they'll be able to explain exactly how the upgrade will work and make sure that you get access to the 5,000 lineups and all of the awesome features that come without having to wait. So take advantage of those options there. Let's see. I saw a uh, follow-up here from Nipsey. Nipsey just said, you know, talking about the the upgrade or the uh, lineup sorting combo and what this value means, just said, yes, please, that would be great. And are the weights based off a value of 10? example or 100 so so nipsey the the weights are whatever you kind of standardize it to so like i in this example i standardized it to one which i went in like you know 0.75 and 0.25 i also did the option of like where you can make upside worth three times as much as ownership so there's not a uh standard off the bat you kind of make it which is which is why you see, uh, like the formula up here. And then when we apply, so like right now they're, they're equal. And then I could make, you know, percentile three times as much plus ownership. So there's no right or wrong there. You kind of do, uh, what, what you want with that and kind of standardize it yourself. But, you know, getting back to this part, I will, I will get an answer to that. And then, um, looks like there was some back and forth here between, uh, Chuck and Nipsey, not going to be able to read through all of this at the moment, but if there's anything I see, I will comment on it after the stream. Got this last question here in discord from big B eight. And then we are going to be jumping over to the YouTube chat question says, if I set projections or exposures on the home screen for tonight's NBA main slate, is there an option to push those settings to a turbo slate for NBA rather than having to do them over? I put the same question in YouTube chat, not sure which is the preferred method. So so good question here. I believe if you come over here to upload, you can hit this apply to all slates. So all you have to do is just toggle this on when you go to upload, and then it will find those players in all of the turbos and night slates, and then apply that projection to them there. So just, just toggle this on, and you should be all set. So that's how you do that. Quick one there. Happy to get to it. And then going to be jumping over to YouTube chat. Looks like we got a lot more questions to go, everybody. Happy to see all of the live viewership. So let's see here. Got a question from LEGNA187 said, is there a specific video I can watch and take notes on for late swapping. What I encounter sometimes is that when I late swap, my lineups look worse and I end up getting less exposures on guys I want. I end up scrambling and getting, get less than desired lineups. Okay. So happy to talk about late swap here. So I would say, you know, when you are late swapping, if you, especially like tonight is like the prime example, like late swap is going to be needed. You know, news is going to break, especially with the way, Lineups come out so late. So, you know, let's say maybe like you're you're on a couple of players and one of them is Nikola Jokic and you want to make sure that you get exposure to him. So you build your lineups the first time around and you put some exposure to him in the post-build screen. But then when late swap kind of goes uh and runs, you don't get to as much as him as you want. What I would do is write down every player where you know like you want exposure to and then put those in in the home screen under this min exposure don't do this before the slate do this after the slate locks so once slate locks lineups are are in uh games are started that's when the late swap will automatically be toggled on then i would come in here put in your min exposures now every time you run a late swap Late swap is going to have to honor the min exposures you set, So that is the best way of maintaining exposure in the late swap process. And just rereading through this question. um, So it looks like, it looks like that's like the biggest concern here. You know, my lineups look worse and I end up getting less exposures on guys I want. So, you know, if you want to maintain the exposures to the guys you want, just set those in the home screen before you do a late swap. That's my best advice there. Um, if you're looking for like late swap help or documentation, if you go into the settings and you go to help, you're going to get a pop-up here. Going to take you to our support docs, which look like this. And this is sabersim.com support. If you scroll down, you're going to see uh, this tutorial, how to late swap, if you're like uh, where, and, uh, of how to late swap, you know, you can all go to like the frequently asked questions, hit this view more. And then all you do is just type in late swap at the top and you're going to get a bunch of different articles. We do like how to late swap. When should I late swap? Should I late swap my contest separately or all at once? So it's, you know, kind of tutorials kind of strategy. Uh, you know, should I change my settings like different, uh, approaches to late swap overall, and, you know, the list goes on. So I would just come into our support docs, type in late swap and see if we are able to answer any of the specific questions that you have there. Another option, which is another really good option is go over to our YouTube channel and go over to videos in here. You could just come in to the top search bar, type in late swap. All of our past videos are stamped. So you know, how SaberSim's entry editor with late swap works. Looks like this is an older one, uh, how to late swap an MLB DFS. So like you could probably scroll through here, find a lot of really good uh, past videos about how to late swap. And um, just, just as like a general reminder, if you go over to our playlists and you go over to office hours, so all of our past office hours videos are uh, timestamped. If you were to click into any of these, Every single time we change topics, there is a different timestamp. So you can click into any of these and see uh, what the topics were. That way you could just listen to the nuggets that uh, you came to listen to or try and find advice on the topics that you are having trouble with. So that's my advice there on late swap. But the Home Min Exposures tab is definitely going to be the best thing for you, uh, in my opinion. So going to keep rolling here. Jimmy V B has a question that says NHL question. I like to mix full strength lines, two to three skaters, along with power play stacks, uh including D-Men. What would be the best way to construct these rules? I use the no more than rule, but was removed. Thoughts. Okay. So what I would do is if I were to go over to NHL, I think there's like a I think there's a big NHL slate tomorrow with NBA taking the night off. So that should be really interesting. One of the only times of the year we get a hundred K up top in the NHL streak. So that should be fun. But uh, that being said, you know, coming back to this rule. So I like to mix full strength lines along with power play stacks, including a defenseman. What would be the best way to construct these rules? So, so what I would do is I would come in here and I would use a stacking rule. And I would say, you know, at least two, right. Cause that's what you're saying, included defenseman. And then I would say, you know, must be on the same. And then I would say, you know, even strength or power play, or, you know, you could like just do like power play in this instance. So, and then, you know, we get like always, uh, determine which lines you want them to be from. We could uncheck, you know, power play too. And then we could, we could uncheck, uh, even strength line, uh, for but but what i would do is that you know if you're using like the basic stack rules and and this isn't working for you what you could also do is use a group rule and then i would use like a advanced probably and i would say group by team no because then you can't control what lines they're on so i i think the best thing to do is to do a group manual and then use like an if then so like if at least 3 or or if at least 2 and then you go to a team right so we'll go uh to boston and then you could you could like group these guys by by lines right so like let's say i'm going to put if i have at least 2 of power play 1 if like you want to do this for like a specific team then use at least two from like even strength one and i could see how like this could be really tedious so let me kind of take this back to the team see if we could come up with a better recommendation for you because i don't want you to have to come in here and set like a million different manual stacking rules but I will follow up on this one at the beginning of tomorrow's stream. I'll take this back to some of our NHL experts and see what we can come up with there. So for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, not a secret anymore. Uh, Mr. Clean, our resident NHL expert, is has officially joined the Sabersim team. You can see him in the Discord as Scott-Sabersim. Still around to answer any and all NHL related questions. So that's who I'm going to take this one to get you guys a nice, solid answer on this, but really good question. Jimmy VB going to take a quick screenshot here and make sure I capture that, but I will get back to you guys at the beginning of tomorrow's stream on what we think the best way to accomplish this goal is. All right. Got a question here from Josh Lake. Josh said, any way to transfer your game and player projections between game slates? I'm finding it, very time consuming to keep putting in same projections for the same group of games. So, so Josh, what I would do is use uh, the feature that we just talked about a little bit ago. If you are going to this upload player projections, you can hit apply to all slates. If you are making manual changes on like the, on the page, what you can do is you can hit, I, I believe you could do this. You could hit, download and then that'll take the the like especially like the my projection column that you used and then you can um I don't know if you could do that because I think the player IDs would be different on a different slate. So so if you're using custom projections, what you can do is hit this apply to all slates. I think if you're manually going in and changing a couple players, I think that you will have to continue to manually uh adjust those specific players if they are on the turbo if they are on the night i don't think there's a way to manually make projections and apply to all slates i think if you want to do that then you would have to do it only in a csv format but i think it's mostly because the players have different player ids across slates is my understanding there so gonna keep moving here got a question from aaron aaron said hey andrew when i was building using my limited player pool i unchecked everyone i didn't want every time i switched from dk to fandle it kept adding back players i had previously unchecked okay so the only things that i do know about this is that if you uncheck a player and then you use the red reset icon so the red reset icon will add the players back into your player pool so if you did anything like this you will now see that Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum are now checked back in. So that's the only like caution I would give you. And this is like a newer thing too, is that, you know, sometimes people have failed builds. Sometimes people are having trouble generating lineups. This red reset icon will get rid of your filters. It will uncheck any rules you have set. It will reset your player pool back to the default it is like a true like start from scratch in order to be able to generate lineups. but um, if, if that's not the case, I just wanted to point that out. I would send a message what I would do is like if you're having an issue with it and you're noticing it coming up like right recently in your session, just use the report a problem link. And then just say, you know, player pool keeps resetting. This will give us a lot of data about your session and allow us to figure out what is the problem. So sorry you're running into that issue, Aaron. If you are continuing to see it, if you see it again, use the reporter problem, helps us out a lot, helps us to get rid of those pesky bugs that just keep coming up. So apologies there. If you could do that for me, that would be awesome. All right. Question here from Brian. Brian said, if I set projections or exposure on the home screen for tonight's NBA main slate, is there an option to push those settings to a turbo for NBA rather than having to do them over? Okay. So the answer is no, but see what I think you can do. And I, I might be wrong, but I also might be right. So, so what you can do is you can set the exposures, right? So like maybe we could, maybe we could do a quick demo. So, John is, I'm gonna set to 15 minute exposure. Luca, I'm gonna set to 15, and you know maybe I want to push this to one of the turbos or nights. So what I can do is I can hit this download, and I'm just gonna try this. So we'll we'll try this since it's come up a couple of times. So I can come over here. I'm just gonna pull up my screen. I'm gonna open up this CSV. So when I open this up. When I open this up, their min exposure should be 15 here, okay? So we so we see like we're we're getting the exposure we want in the CSV. What I think you can do is you're going to, you know, you're going to save this wherever you save it and then you're going to go to another slate like the turbo. So let's see if either of these teams are on if we can find a slate where these teams are on. Okay. So I have Milwaukee. So, so what I could do is I could go to upload and then I think what you would have to do is probably just copy and paste the data fields you want. So, I, so what I could say is, you know, I will, if, if Jonas is on this, so one, you can highlight all the columns and then you can hit control C and then go to upload and then control V paste it in here. It's going to see all of these guys that aren't on here, so I would hit ignore all, and then it will just find the guys that are on the slate, and then you would just make sure that this is uh, matched to name. That way, it'll catch Giannis, and then you could make sure like that min exposure is is caught as well. I would leave all of these other fields that you don't want to upload blank. Uh, maybe you maybe you made projection adjustments and you want the projections but for this example we're only using the min exposure so i have names checked and then i have min exposure checked so what it will do is only upload the min exposure for giannis and then you just have to make sure that these fields are correct so like this looks like it didn't capture it because it was 15 but i'm pretty sure if you mess around with this enough you can figure it out cuz it see it like it looks like it pulled in value so i could just probably i mean i could probably highlight the whole thing and then go to upload bring this in here i'm just going to ignore all and i'm going to uncheck dfs id in case the id is different but you can just use the name field and then just use the min exposure which we're just going to change these turn these off and then it looks like our min exposure is in this column for whatever reason so then i would just change this column to min exposure and then if you do that you should be able to get what you want but that's that's the only way i could think to do it so it's kind of kind of funky but it it should work so apologies for the for the long demo there but th- th- those are the one of the only ways i could think to do it at the moment so as long as you like have your data in a csv file you can apply to all slates is is the key takeaway there all right aaron said why is it the communities are always to play play where sharks can't rather than us ever being able to play as good as them what do they know uh that we don't ever ever seem to so aaron he goes back to our poker example man so the, the, you know, if you're the 10th best player in the world and you're sitting at the table with the other nine, you're probably going to go broke. So that's, that's, that's where it's at. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat, you know, trying to get as much action in the best contest as I possibly can. So I, I would say don't ever be ashamed of that. You know, we'll, we'll take the money, uh, wherever we can get it. But question here from Chance said, uh, all right, Chance said, are you not going to answer my question of why y'all went up 40 bucks for to add one thing and go up $40? Doesn't make sense. Okay, so let's talk about it. So, you know, we have a new feature. Previously, you could build 1,500 lineups. Now you can build 5,000 lineups. Other things you can do in here are you can upload and aggregate projections. I'm using SaberZim's projections. You could upload projections from other sources. You could weight that we have the custom lineup sorting metrics that we just talked about. So, you know, all of these awesome features, you know, uh, are, are what we are adding for the pro plan. I would say that, you know, if you're not comfortable with the price upgrade, there is nothing wrong with staying at the previous advanced plan. Any users that were already on the advanced plan are still going to be able to build the 1500 lineups. The 500 lineups is only for new people on the plan. So if you are already on the plan, you are grandfathered in automatically. We added these awesome percentiles to the regular plans and, you know, no price change up there, but we just feel like the addition of the custom data and the ability to build three times as many lineups, actually a little more than that, and the ability to aggregate sources and all of these new features are what we are valuing at this $40 price increase. I think it's a great value, especially for being able to build more lineups, being able to see more of the SIM outputs. But if you are uncomfortable with that, I understand. And there's nothing wrong with staying at the advanced plan. Okay. Got a question here from DJ Sirius. Long question, uh, sorry ahead of time. I know any optimizer is simply a tool to guide you. What I still cannot figure out is a basic strategy for finding value. For example, in yesterday's NBA continued, C. Coloco was 3,600 and scored 34.25 and did not appear in any of my 20 max lineups. What could I have seen in my previous lineups to help me spot this? Hope that makes sense. So so yes, it, it, it makes sense. And I'm not sure what the slate context was yesterday. I did not play basketball. I believe uh, Coloco is on the uh, Toronto Raptors. And I know that Fred Van Vliet has been out a couple of games in the last week. And I I, I think he started in his place for, for one of those times. So if like you're looking for value plays, right? What I would say is that you can always come into the app and sort by value. You'll be able to see, you know, who are the players that are kind of popping here. Looks like Kendrick Nunn, you know, really good value. i say anything that like is a value above six, you can kind of start saying like, okay, what's going on here? You know, is somebody out? Is somebody getting a start for the first time? And something I like to do is, you know, kind of come in here, sort by value, and then go and look at these players. It's It's a handful of players, you know, we're looking at about like six or seven guys here. And you kind of see why they're popping. Like, is this a guy, a great player off the bench? Is he starting for somebody that's injured? You know, are is the team resting? I think like, I think that's a really good way to kind of kind of try and understand the slate context and see where the value plays are. I think the last time I played basketball, uh DFS was when the Warriors were sitting four out of their five starters. I would uh, you know, that was somewhere, something where you saw like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and all of these guys, like really, really good values. And, you know, it leads you to ask, you know, why. And then that takes you down the research path for the slate. So I think that, you know, trying to understand where the value is, how much value is on the slate, what teams the value is on can kind of lead you in the right direction and be a good first step for trying to identify where value plays could be on the slate. And maybe you write these players down and you're not getting all of them in your lineups. Maybe you're only getting uh, four of them more than the other three. And maybe you say, you know, I want to treat all the value plays in a nutshell and kind of get some exposure to all of them. Maybe that is an option for you in the post build phase to say, Hey, you know, I'm not getting any prints, let me just get at least like 10% of this guy. And rather than get a ton of either none or man, maybe spread that out in case one of them fails. I think you could do something like that. So I would say it just kind of goes back to like slate research. I think sorting by value is an awesome option. I think sorting by ownership, trying to see, you know, where the chalk is going to be is another really good option as well. So just a couple tips for you there, DJ Sirius, hope that helps you out. Uh, got a question here from Jimmy VB would an advanced stack rule work, maybe like, uh, for power play, if you set, uh, CWD to one. So, so Jimmy, um, I've seen you in the discord before, let me get back to the team on the NHL and I can try and get you an answer before the end of the day. I will, uh, search for you in the discord and see if I can just at you in a message in discord and see what I could come up with. So let me just, you know, make a note, Jimmy VB NHL question and uh let me do some research after the stream for you on that. But want to get you a good good uh good answer there. So okay, uh said so thank you, you're welcome, you know. Aaron, cheers my man, and uh DJ series said Van vliet for what it's worth played yesterday. Okay, so I know like uh the other day, like Boucher had like a really good game. He got like 37 points and, and Van Vliet was out. So Toronto has been kind of a mixed bag. They run like a pretty tight rotation, like seven to eight players most days. So you never know where those extra minutes are going to come in or, or how the how the uh, rotations are going to change. I think an awesome tool to use to be able to look at some of those things is something that Max Steinberg has called out multiple times is uh, this awesome website called Popcorn Machine. You can go into this game flow and you can see how players kind of rotated. So it looks like Siakam probably sat yesterday, which is where some of this came from. So it looks like Coloco got the start with Siakam out. I don't know if he was resting or if he was injured, but I would say, you know, you can kind of like do a deep dive on Popcorn Machine, but I think a better place to start is just in the Saber sim app, sorting by value. And then, you know, from here, we can go and look at the Lakers and then kind of see what is happening with them. So, you know, LeBron's out tonight. That's why, you know, Kendrick Nunn is popping. That's why Juan Toscano Anderson has a value over six. So you kind of, you know, start piecing some things together, making the story make sense as to why certain players are value. I'd say like, If you try and make a story and and the value doesn't make sense, I think that is a cautionary tale and something that you say, hey, you know, maybe this guy isn't worth the value and maybe he's being overvalued. But just some general NBA thoughts for you there. So that being said, everybody, that was the last question. Make sure to tune in Wednesday for the Pro Plan stream with Matt and possibly Andy. I see another uh question here from DJ Sirius. Get to this. Do you guys offer or know any trustworthy sites that can provide live one-on-one coaching for building lineups would gladly pay a monthly subscription for something like this? So, DJ Sirius, uh, you know, coaching is something we've talked about. I think for the time being, office hours is our closest approach to coaching at the moment. You know, I'm here to answer your guys' questions, to give you guys strategy and advice. When I don't know, or when I feel like I don't have a good answer, like the Jimmy VB question, I am going to take it back to the team, to people who have better opinions on these things, who are specific sport sharks, and we'll get you guys a good answer. So any question you ask, I am going to give you the best possible answer I can. If I can't give you one that I feel is worthy of sharing, I'm going to go find one for you. So continue to ask your questions. In this stream, I will do my best, and the uh, advice we get we give you guys is, uh, you know, something that we really don't give lightly, and we want to help everybody in the community get better and win more at DFS. So, uh, okay, John said he has a question in the Discord. Sorry I missed it, John. Happy that you threw that in there. Gonna hit this, John said. How often do you let the pool exposure guide your lineup exposures feel like when there is a large gap, I tend to use the pool exposure as a guide, but wondering if it's possible I'm limiting players too much. Even with a high sim diversity, there are times where a player might show up in 65% of lineups, but only like 25% in the pool. For example, has Saberson done any research onto what playing just the optimal pool exposure looks like for our ROI over time? Okay. So John, really good question here. What I would say is that I, I tend to factor in pool exposure, uh, into, into my builds. So something that I like to do is look at pool exposure versus my own exposure versus, um, ownership. So like, this is a really interesting case here. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I ran this build, probably about over an hour ago. I don't know when the LeBron news came out, but pretty interesting that Kendrick Nunn is only in 15% of my pool while being in almost three times his ownership in the 50 lineups that I am looking at. So, you know, that's kind of like a caution for me as to like, you know, should I be a little more cautious with this player and kind of dial back the exposure there? I think that, you know, you have to remember that, The SaberSim builder does not understand risk management. And it is up to you to make those risk profile decisions that will kind of protect your investment because SaberSim is just optimizing for the highest ROI depending on whatever uh, metric you're sorting by. And it could be like this because we are using the upside plus low own metric that we talked about earlier. I'd be interested to see what the um, exposures kind of came in at. If we were to sort by something like 95th percentile and, you know, right off the bat, none kind of disappears. And now we're getting no Kendrick nun. So I think this is a combination of projections updating. We're really early in the day news is breaking and we're trying out all of these different lineup sorting metrics. But I mean, this is a great example of what a custom metric can do. It can give you a ton of a player that you might not be getting if you sorted with a different standard feature. So, you know, when we sort by saber score, we're about even with the field. So I would say just like exercise caution using these new lineup sorting metrics, test them out, try different ones. We can see how much of an impact that has on a single individual value player by sorting by three different metrics. So I think, you know, exercise caution when doing these things at the end of the day. If you're unsure about how to use the new lineup sorting metrics, continue to use Saber Score. It is the safest one to use and the one that we auto sort by for good reason. All of these new ones are like more experimental, I would call them. And I think that we have the most faith in the Saber Score algorithm overall. So Really cool like to kind of see that live on stream and, and see what all the different lineup sorting metrics do to one individual player and how differently they can treat him. So that being said, um, I don't see any more questions here. So we will be right back here tomorrow. Good luck on the crazy NBA slate. Hope you are ready to dip your toes into the the NHL streets tomorrow with no NBA. Good luck in all your contests. If you guys ever need anything, the team is always around in discord, in support, et cetera. So that being said, good luck in your contest and I will see you tomorrow.